Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Where we want to start with the weekend, we want to jump right into to leaving Neverland. Um, I guess let's start with the weekend because it's gonna get dark after this. <laughs> okay, bit. So this this weekend was our um our reunion, our chance reunion. Yep. And all of all of our good friends were in town. Well, shit, Colton's back in town. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, me too. This is so weird because he hasn't lived here in like going on 10, ten years. years. Yeah. So it's Literally. always weird. Um, so. That was fun. Good drunk fun like normal. Yeah. Um, so what was the craziest part to you? Of the reunion? Yeah. Um, Cameron acting a damn fool the whole time. Yo, Cameron was lit. <laughs> I haven't he seen wasn't, He wasn't even that drunk, though, I don't think. No, I think Cameron was drunk as hell. Uh, well, yeah, he was the life of the party, basically. And he's never like that. He's always reserved. I wonder why. Hmm, interesting. He was drunk. What are you doing? No, he was a. Uh, oh my bad. I was. I had just. I threw my gum out since it's the no gum policy. Um, he was pretty drunk at the the one last year. Yeah, he was. It just wasn't. I don't know. He wasn't as silly. Maybe I feel like this time it was a little bit more intimate. Like there was about the same amount of people, but. We were all sitting down chilling this time. Last time we were kind of up in and out of the back and yeah, the front and stuff. And you had a nigga fall in love with you last time. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, strange things happen when you get that many people that knew one person. Yeah. Um, Luckily, that didn't happen this time. Yeah, because that that shit was crazy. It was good to see everybody, though. Your damn brother, of course, had to be bougie in a whole-ass suit. Yo, that nigga wild as fuck. Like, who do you think he is? Denzel? (laughs) Yo, he just pulled up in the suit with no uh, tie on, so it would be casual. Sir, sir. Bougie-ness. and a t-shirt. Yo, I told you. Everybody in our family bougie. Hey, yeah. No, I said that on Twitter. Because Mia was like, I must be on the other side. Like, she ain't bougie as hell. No, Mia bougie too. Hey, Mia. You bougie, though. Um, 
It was a good time, though. I love when everybody gets together. Yeah. Um, it still doesn't seem like it's been four years since Chance died. It really, it really doesn't. Honestly, this time is flying. But it's not easier by any means. Yeah. I, I guess it's a good thing to see that he still has an impact on all of us. Yeah, he still brings us back together. Yeah, right. It's true. Cause that dude. Could it was finish. good to see. Um, it was good to see Penny come out too this time. Yeah, cause I know. It's... I wonder how how she's doing. Yeah. But um, yeah. Hopefully, she's just. I mean, it's it's got to be hard. Like Colton, yeah. Colton tried to be in a good mood. Like when he's not in full Colton mode, he's actually fun to be around. Yeah. Now he did uh, say Sam with like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. No, she does not. No, and I was like, oh my god. No, she does not. It was only because she was wearing glasses and her hair was in a bun. I think it's because she had yeah glasses and her hair pulled back, but she looks nothing like AOC. No. no, and the only other difference is they're both lighter skin, right? But mm-mm. speaking of which, did you see the thing where AOC was talking about how she is a descendant of African slaves, but she doesn't consider herself herself black? What, bitch? What? My identity is the descendant of many different identities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the descendant of African slaves. I am a descendant of indigenous peoples. I'm a descendant of Spanish colonizers. I am a descendant of all sorts of folks. Um, that doesn't mean I'm black. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm, you know, native. But it does mean that I can use that as I can tell the story of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I am that. And so I think uh, in terms of how we navigate that, I think. Like people were uh, putting it on there, putting it on online. The way she answered the question, I was going to bring it up last time. She answered it correctly, where it's not like I, I have some black and like it wasn't. It was a nuanced perspective of how. Mm-hmm. how race really interacts with culture and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I completely understand what she's saying. She doesn't consider herself black, number one, because she wasn't culturally raised. You know what I'm saying? Right. But under, she is a... Under African Americans, but she does have some, The descent of Africans. Uh, right. Which is... Like those are the kind of complex conversations we have to start having when we're talking about race, since it is kind of a, well, not kind of, it is a a man-made concept. Right, but at the same time, it's so complex, and there's so many like blurred lines that nobody really fully understands. <laughs> right, especially the 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 Latinx community, like I, that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I really don't even fully understand it to be all the way on her. That's a, I guess because I'm not Latinx, but. Right. Hey, Mom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are recording remotely, guys. 
So I'm at home. No, I'm on the phone. It's going to be an interesting, interesting episode. Um, but yeah, so good reunion. Glad to see everybody. Everybody looks good. Everybody seems to be doing good. I always think it's funny, like, Cody's parents, they never, well, his dad, he always remembers me, but his mom is always like, you remember me? And I'm like, yeah, I remember you. I always think nobody's going to remember me. Why? I don't know. I just, that's just, because I just feel like I always remember people Mm. and they don't look. I always have those those interactions where I remember people who don't remember me. You also be changing up your whole look on the fly. Yeah, I do. I'm a multifaceted woman. Mm. I'm a, I'm a woman, woman of many a woman of many faces, like Arya Stark. Yeah, those those Game of Thrones references don't mean shit to me. Um, <laughs> yo, I do. At, I did, I did feel left out when everybody was talking about uh the trailer the other day. Get for Game of Thrones, man! I'm telling you, you got plenty of time to get into it before April 19th. I looked it up; it's 67 episodes. I've watched six, so you got 61 more to go. <laughs> so if I watch two a day, then I could get through. you could do it. You yeah, could do it. That's a honestly. huge thing to just to try to be part of the social zeitgeist. <laughs> like that's a big sacrifice. I mean, even though I don't do shit, even though I'm about to have to start moving and I'm delaying packing. I mean, honestly, though, you could you can make time for it. I, I feel like. Yeah, I could. I mean, it's just like starting a new series or investing into a series I mean it's not like it's uh choosing a religion or nothing but it's like investing time and you're like yo I gotta sit through this shit it's kind of weird and maybe well honestly once you get into it it's not as hard as you think yo it took a lot for me to watch those six episodes and I was just like this shit is not what's up bro you gotta watch the subtitle it gets better like it honestly gets better every episode it just gets better and better and better i guess you just gotta you gotta commit you gotta commit why was it so hard did you use subtitles you gotta use subtitles oh no anytime i watch anything i use subtitles i've always been that person and before uh subtitles I would always watch stuff with uh, closed captioning. Closed captioning. <laughs> for the uh, old school of us. Closed captioning provided to you by. Yo, why does closed captioning cost so much, man? I don't know. That it has to be provided. I wonder if it's because like they have to do so many translations in different languages or make sure that it works across different like screen formats or... My favorite thing used to be my favorite thing used to be uh, watching stuff with closed captioning on like BET and then like (laughs) because I don't know who paid BET's closed captioning uh, programming but it was uh, not very efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Where they're leaving out words. 
Yeah, you just uh watching a fifty cent video and like he didn't say that at all. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> a bottle full of what? <laughs> but yeah. Um so what happened yesterday with your craziness? Oh, at the nail salon? Yeah. Man, so I had called and made an appointment a couple of days ago. And um, so because of my trip to Atlanta next weekend, um, what they're going to do with my schedule, basically every time like you request off for something that's not PTO, they basically will just work you up until your time off if you're requesting like more than a day or two. And so I'm requesting next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So what they're going to have to do is basically work me up until then. So today was the first day of my nine-day work stretch. So y'all just pray for a nigga because (laughs) whoop. Um, so since yesterday was my day off, I was like, I need to take care of everything that I need to take care of today so that I won't have to be trying to squeeze time in or miss an opportunity. And also our account coordinator came in town today and my nails were raggedy anyway. So I was like, I need to be, you know, professional and whatever else. Uh-huh. So I booked my appointment. And um, I asked him, you know, what was the earliest he had? And he told me the earliest he had was 5.30. And I was like, okay, that should be fine because I figured, you know, we'll probably record early, whatever. Then I was like, well, can I get any earlier? He was like, the earliest I can give you is like around 5 o'clock. So I said, okay, let's do 5. So I get there. Um And he has somebody in his chair that he's finishing up, or so I thought. So he has this person in his chair for like 20 minutes before she finally leaves. So I didn't actually get like started on my nails till like 5.30, which is fine. Because I'm like, you know, I still have 45 to an hour to get done and get to the library or whatever so we can record. But it's only two of them in there, and people kept like, walking in and he ended up taking like a pedicure so he was kind of just going like back and forth between me and the pedicure and answering phones and this and the other and I'm just like oh my god (laughs) this is too much doing the most what is the point I I don't understand what is the point of making an appointment if I'm not going to be able to sit down and be started at the time that we say what's the point so that just kind of irritated me because it should not have taken that fucking long. I didn't leave the nail salon until 8.15. Mm. Damn. And I got there at 5. Oh, yeah. I've and been... I, wanted, I wanted to get up and leave, but I was like, this is my only day to get this done. Like, And I'm here now because I go all the way out to Madison. I'm like, I'm here now. Like, I'm not driving back out here on another day. Anyway, and he's not going to be able to get me in on a day that I have work because I'm not getting off till five or six sometimes, and they close at seven, so that wasn't going to work. So I just had to bite the bullet. Right. Damn. Right, but you know, on the upside, my nails are done. So. Right. 
I guess I got what I came for. <laughs> exactly. Where do you, how far, how far out in Madison? It's off Nance Road. Bro. In that plaza with uh, Marco's Pizza and, uh, it's behind, it's behind like an urgent care center and across from it, I want to say is, is it Academy that's across from it? No, it's something else. I can't remember. Oh, but yeah. It's I think I know where you, yeah, I think I know where you're talking. It's off Nance Road, so. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of going to miss living out in Madison. Really? Why? I don't know. Like, I, you know, like I was telling you last week, off mic. I just got my own restaurants I like to go to out here. I got stores I like to go to. I got my back roots going places and stuff like that. You know, I just figure shit out. And then plus, it's like tons of breweries out here. You got yeah. Old, you got yeah. Old Black Bear. You got, um, what's it called? Blue, Blue Pants. Pants. You got uh, Rocket Republic. Which I fucks with Rocket Republic. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, their sours are dope as hell. But yeah. But I guess yeah. moving back into our uh, childhood neighborhood. It's not going to be too bad. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be definitely different. Yeah. And then in ways it'll be the same. But. True. I think it'll be good, a good, you know, to kind of get the the hangout spot back. Oh, so yeah. then, when people when people do come in town, not not to just be volunteering your place, you know, for things, but it's just like a good reunion spot now, you know. I mean, it's shabooms. You gotta keep it the legend going. <laughs> shabooms forever. Uh huh. Uh huh. But. Yeah, and then you know Cooper have a yard, and my parents are around the corner. That's gonna be the weird part. Your parents being around the corner. Yeah, I ain't gonna be like, oh, I gotta get out to Madison, guys. It's gonna take me forty minutes. It's gonna be like, nigga, you live around the street. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be dropping in on your ass all the time. But, hey, but maybe I'm gonna start bringing you some home cooked meals. Bro, I'm about to say so much money and food. I'm straight gonna be posted up at the house. I'm gonna do exactly what my sister does. Just post up, cause my parents are still convinced that they have three kids, like living <laughs> at home. The only difference is now these niggas got money, so they got good food. <laughs> oh, y'all got money. Cause they, cause they ain't supporting three kids no more. They got tons of money compared to when we were kids. Right. Niggas is broke as fuck. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, a couple days ago, on Sunday night, I believe, uh, leaving Neverland came out. Episode yes, one. Um, mm-hmm. thanks to the shout, thanks uh for HBO uh now from you 
because now I'm able to be in the know of all the HBO shows. <laughs> Listen, you can, you can, <laughs> you can do whatever on HBO. Now you can watch your Game of Thrones. Right. Now I did get you the, can, the hookup. Uh, which, the shop. Yep. Yeah, I didn't watch this past episode. Um, I also did get the, the hookup with Showtime through Wendy, and now I can watch Jesus and Miro. Turn up. Yep, they just started their Showtime show, which also is goals as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to this suppressing shit. Um, so, Leaving Neverland, which was about Michael Jackson and two accusers of his, uh, Wade Robeson and James what's his name? Safe Chuck. Safe Chuck. Safe Chuck. That is a dope last name though. Right? I was like, man, that's some white ass shit. (laughs) That's kind of fly. Right. For a white guy? No, this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, they accused Michael Jackson of, uh, molesting them and carrying on uh, inappropriate relationships with them for a number of years. Um, I didn't really want to watch it at first, to be honest. But I was kind of like... Yeah. My curiosity was like, yo, I kind of... I got to see what's going on. I was kind of anxious about it, too. And then when I saw that Oprah had did like a follow-up, I was like, okay, I need to be able to understand what's happening in the follow-up. So I was like, let me just watch it. <laughs> right. Now, what what did you think? So, I believe everything that James and Wade talked about. Um, I just feel like there's no way that they both have such similar overlapping details. And and it be false. I, uh, I'm sorry. I, it's just still really hard because there there can be no rebuttal. The only thing that's happened is on, his family has come out and said that none of those things were true, and and now everything is still basically it's still just it's just always going to be an allegation. Right from this point on, because there's no Smoking no one's gun. gonna investigate anything further. There's no, you know, what I'm saying there's no other side to it. That's the only thing that that sucks now. The the thing with me is, I after watching it, I am 100 percent convinced that Michael Jackson molested at least one kid. Like, I don't know. It was uh, one of the kids that was uh, on the show. But mm-hmm. I am convinced, based on the things that they said, like outside of the actual sexual details, mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson was a molester. I guess the only thing that could really um, further prove the truth is to do like lie detector tests. But those are admissible in court. Those are only so, like, 
you can pass a lot of detective tests or you can fail a lot of detective tests and tell the truth. Those are, that's why they're not uh you can't use them in court. But mm. I am I'm convinced that the pattern of grooming that they described and just their reactions when they were talking about it mm-hmm. is I don't think you can fake that. Cause you yeah, know they were they were they were brainwashed. Now somebody they were manipulated as hell. Yeah, and it, the whole time I was watching it, it was so many parallels to abducted in plain sight. Yeah, yes, there was that. That's what I kept thinking too. I was like, "Wow, he was just as manipulative as whatever." What was his name? Not not Broberg. Um, that was the last name of the family. Was. They called him B, though. Yeah. Anyway, he was just, like, it was the same type of manipulation. It was, you know, this is what we're supposed to be doing. You know, this is brought together by God. Can't tell anyone, though. Um, Right. Like, the same stuff, starting them out at a very young age. Yes. Molding their mindset. Also. Making them believe that you're in love with them. I got one quick question. Are you listening? Are you, you got earbuds in? Uh, no. Should I put earbuds in? Yeah. One second. Because I'm kind of hearing an echo. Oh, we have hardwood, so. Damn. Hold on a minute. Let me. Oh, shit. They in my car. (laughs) Never mind. I'll, I'll try to fix it. It don't matter at this point. Um, but another parallel that I guess was brought to my attention because the way we were talking about uh you remember last week when we were talking and you were like, You've heard some weird things about men friendships? Mm-hmm. That's kinda more or less the way that they described the molestation. Like Yeah. Not to say that of course that they were asking for it or anything but the way they described the details of the sexual especially the beginning of the sexual grooming was a lot like how adolescent some adolescent boys um experiment with each other mm-hmm. like and the other big detail is um because at first um, Wade wasn't going in as much detail as James but they weren't they weren't describing penetration we'll say until right. Wade said that he, like this is what got me when he was talking on the, on the episode and he was saying that he doesn't know how it just ended up like this but like after he had had the growth spurt Mike wanted to do anal. Try to start having sex, yeah. Yeah, and he was hurt by it, like, physically, and was bleeding and stuff. So that let me, and then he said they just went back to their regular stuff after it happened. So there was almost a adolescent um, part of it that leads me to believe that Michael Jackson was also molested. 
Yeah, that's that's literally wow. I'm just really shocked at like the similar train of thought. But that's literally what I was thinking too. And I wanted to tweet the other day who hurt Michael Jackson as a kid. And I've always kind of had that feeling. Like, and that's why at first I thought that, like, especially growing up, that I thought that he would never touch a child because I thought that somebody had clearly molested him. Because you got to remember, they were performing in, like, strip clubs when Mike was, like, six. He was around some shady shit. Something definitely happened, and I'm I'm wondering if it was either an adult or some of his brothers. Yeah, because that's a, he has a lot of brothers, and we he has a lot of brothers, and we know his dad was abusive. Yeah, we know his dad was physically abusive, but they never talk about if he was. The odds are at least one of the Jackson children had to have been molested. It was yeah. what it was what uh it's three girls and six boys, nine kids, and mm-hmm. one in three one in three kids are sexually assaulted or uh, molested. Mm-hmm. Well, one in three girls, I know for sure. So let's just go one in four. So at least two. And Michael Jackson was a superstar at the age of twelve, and we know how child stars yeah. are often. Molested, taken advantage of. Yeah, like there's stories of like Shirley Temple, who was like the first big child star, like executives at like MGM and stuff of exposing themselves to her when she would come in. Like these stories have been around for a long time about Hollywood, and especially in our community, we have a what goes on in this house goes on here. Yeah. So after that, I was like, I came up with that conclusion. And what else? As messed up as it sounds, it's it appeared that Wade and James still had very still had feelings for Michael Jackson. Yeah, especially especially Wade. Yeah. Like it was especially almost Wade. It was almost like he felt like because career wise he did owe something to Michael and in a sick kind of way. It was love. It was fucked up love. And a child yeah, should never was, have to experience that. But Well, I, I think it was the, the, it was the only the only um, not attention, but it was because I think it was because Michael was not only giving them attention, but he was doing so much because of the money and the wealth that he had. Like he was doing everything that you can do to make a child fall in love with you. Buy you buy you toys and give you jackets from off of your performances and give you candy take you to and stuff. places and fly fly you out 
Like he he was flying Wade and his family out from Australia to LA. Right, and then like it was like it was nothing. And then eventually got them to live here and got all their paperwork done. And apparently Wade's mom was working for Michael's foundation. Like it's it's a lot. And then he he bought James's parents that house. Yeah, that shit just, like, it just blows my mind. Like, and then the other weird thing is, why have we all been conditioned to believe that it's all about money? Yeah, like, why do we think that everybody's motives are just out to get money all the time? It's just like when we talked about the R. Kelly thing, and we'll talk about his craziness later, but... The idea that he was in plain sight just saying that he was the Pied Piper of R&B. Like, we really just accepted that a 40-year-old man, it was fine for him to walk around holding hands with kids, letting them sleep (laughs) in the bed, and not see any of these kids as parents anywhere. Like, we grew up thinking that that was fucking normal. Or not even normal that it was acceptable because it was Michael Jackson. Which is possibly even more scary. I don't understand still like when you start having just weird suspicions or when you think anything is off with how an adult is acting around your child why you wouldn't question that and they kept saying like it was because you know he was just so childlike and he just seemed harmless to me i'm just like this is a 35 (laughs) year old man this is a 40 year old man why isn't it weird to you that this man is child is so childlike why isn't it weird to you that he has this whole mansion dedicated to disney and all this other shit why is it that weird to you? Here are two like, th- there are two things. I saw this list of like things that weren't included in the uh in the documentary that possibly should have been. And one of the things was that Michael Jackson had a huge collection of porn. Like a big collection of erotica. But what's crazy is when they said that he was showing them porn and he was introducing them to porn it was always like heterosexual yeah so why are you playing on these young men but that's also a that's a tactic of uh, grooming a a cover up is it um no it's a tactic of grooming because you're not gonna just come out and just be like I mean some people will but a lot of people slowly ease into because you're like as in a heteronormative world that most people pretend exist, that young like guys are supposed to look at pictures of naked women. So of course you would start off there. And then slowly you start changing it and changing it. And then you you talk about like masturbation and stuff and then you you show them and then it goes on like that. Like, that's how grooming is. 
you're not just gonna come out it's and that's the also important thing to know it wasn't just like michael just came out and was just like yo let your 12 year old sleep in my bed it took steps of gaining trust from those parents for him to get to that and that's how molesters operate they isolate and then they pray Hmm. very true we just gotta know what patterns to start looking out for in adults like that because and we have to also like not let well cloud our judgment or get in the way of the truth we we can't let that we can't let wealth cloud it and we can't let the attractiveness of somebody or the good deeds of somebody avoid that like I know the Chris Brown thing where the woman accused him of rape and it came out that it I guess that it wasn't true but the dangerous part of that was when people were like Chris Brown doesn't have to rape anybody that's not what rape is about it's not about attractiveness it's about a uh manipulation and manipulation power and, and violence against somebody against their will that's what that's about that has nothing to do with being attractive or not if michael jackson saved a thousand kids from aids or malaria or whatever he was investing all his money in but he raped or molested one kid he's a bad person right that's I mean fair or not and I don't care like I know literally almost every Michael Jackson song to heart I've been listening we all have been listening to him for our entire lives we know how much he means to us mm-hmm. but still I guess- we can still acknowledge whether or not he's a, a decent human being or not or whether he's somebody that was hurt that ended up hurting others like I don't understand why that's so hard for people to say because it's it's kind of accepting that your perception your entire life was bullshit that's kind of how people had a hard time with Bill Cosby the idea that this person I've literally looked up to my entire life there are tons of musicians, singers, and dancers who got into entertainment because of Michael Jackson. So, to them, he is their idol. Like, people faint at the sight of Michael Jackson. Like, and then, I saw a couple of people have brought this up, that there is no celebrity out right now who is the level of Michael Jackson. And there probably will no. never be. I think Beyonce is going to be there by the time she's 45. A lot of people hate Beyonce. A lot of people hated Michael Jackson. Not really. Not until this stuff came. And even then, we this think about this. People love Michael Jackson so much that we kind of let a child molester slot or suspect a child molester. I think, I think the only reason why Beyonce won't be on his exact same level is because she's a woman I think and that's I think that's part of why some people hate her is because she's a woman but but the you way also, she but you also gotta remember I agree uh, with you in talent wise 
But you also got to remember that Michael Jackson was famous everywhere. People wouldn't say bad things about Michael Jackson. Beyonce, no, I'm saying, like not just not just talent wise, but like her philanthropy work, her charity, like same same kind of thing. You got to put your Stan hat aside for a second. <laughs> I know I am. I'm not saying like I'm not trying to be like, oh no, she's just like him. But I'm saying like she does have some of those same she, things that people love him for. No, I'm saying no. She's definitely cut from that same cloth i'm just saying that the level of like the mythical level that like michael jackson or prince were at you're not gonna ever see that again to where people can't like people at one time wouldn't say a bad word about michael jackson even after being accused of being a child molester people still wouldn't say a bad word about michael jackson that is mm-hmm. mind blowing. There's nobody out that could come out now and just molest kids and be like, "Yo, bro, I know what you're saying, but I don't believe <laughs> it." <laughs> we so ready to get Drake up out the paint for just for stuff that's not even close to the level of what Michael Jackson did. That should tell you the level of like of rope we gave Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then plus his victims were little white boys. That shit is mind-blowing also. Yeah, and I'm honestly still trying to come to terms with his his self-identity. Because and then also like his children, quote-unquote. <laughs> right. Now Who I have is really the father of those kids because I don't care what you look like on the outside, your DNA would not produce children with a white woman that looks a hundred percent white. They don't they have all <laughs> all white features. Nah, they don't the youngest one I'm convinced is Michael's actual son. The one with the dark hair? Yeah, that's Michael's son. If any of them are his kids. Now, it is possible that those are all his children. Joe Jackson had green eyes and was very light-skinned with wavy hair. I'm going to have to see him in, 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 with a, in a younger photo. <laughs> and then plus, if you look at all the other Jackson kids, most of them are light-skinned. It's because they all married like white women or uh, Middle Eastern women. But most of the kids do kind of look like that. So it is possible. Like, especially if you look at like Tito's kids. The ones that uh, that raised Michael. I mean raised Michael's kids after he died. Uh-huh. They all they're darker than them, but it's possible. But um speaking of this, this is kind of weird, but uh this is one of the other things that was left out of the documentary that I thought was pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. So the first allegation with uh, the kid that they call Jordy or whatever, Jordan, mm-hmm. some of the information that they got from him was that Michael Jackson did, of course, have vitiligo. Mm-hmm. And the reason 
they they said that was because Jordan drew a pa- drew the pattern of Michael's testicles and they put those in an envelope and sealed it when they took the what? pictures when they took the pictures of Michael's genitalia it matched what I didn't know that yeah that kind of changes your whole thought process of it. Like, cause they always said like the infamous video of Michael saying they took pictures of my testicles, my buttocks. And like, that's what he was talking about. Oh, so the vitiligo was showing a unique pattern that you can only know if you saw Michael's genitalia. Right. That's crazy. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm I I am believing everything that James and Wade and Jordy and, and the other little boy that they ended up having the interview. And the Gavin one, the one that the 2005 trial was on. Did you ever see uh Living with Michael Jackson? Uh-uh. Like it was a a, a two part interview with Martin Brashear, but Gavin is one of the kids in that, and they interview him and his parents and everything, and he's just sitting there holding hands with Michael, talking about sharing the bed. Michael's on that whole sharing a bed is the most beautiful thing that anybody could do. Okay, Mike. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, nigga. You sound just like him. Bro, I'm I was a Michael Jackson stan. Like that's the real that's shit. Crazy. That's why like when we had that episode and I was talking about how Prince is better than Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of this does play a role in it. Now here's the real question. Um are you gonna listen to Michael Jackson music? Can you listen to Michael Jackson's music? That's hard. That's definitely harder than R. Kelly for me. R. Kelly, I was like, nope, I don't care. Yeah, it's easy to get all, all them uh, sexy songs out. It's kind of hard to cancel Man in the Mirror. Even though I don't think I could ever listen to a pretty young thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <that's... laughs> It's going to be hard next time. I'm somewhere and I hear I, Billy I'm, Jean come on. And like, man, that bass line is dope as fuck, but I can't I fuck literally with have, I have no words. I have no words. For what? I just, I don't know. I just don't know <laughs> where to go from here with how to treat his <laughs> his franchise. Bro. Now here's the like, other. Do I, do I do I throw my Michael Jackson t-shirts away? Do we kick the vinyls out? Bro, I'm thinking I don't, I don't know if I can just throw these vinyls out. Um, I don't, I ain't gonna play them no more probably, probably. <laughs> um, here's the real question: If we don't cancel him fully, when is the cutoff point to acceptable? 
Like, cause I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think anything before the solo shit is 100% okay. Jackson 5 stuff is perfectly fine. <laughs> cause I don't think little Michael was getting down that way. Right. But still, that's true. But that's the other part of it. Michael Jackson has been famous all our parents' lives, too. And then, too, like, do do the royalties go to his family or just his kids? I think his family and his record label. So that's another thing that's attached now, too. It's like, in any other situation with a living legend, we would we would be you know, so um, on the fence about whether or not to, to to cancel them, it would be like, no, we need to stop their cash flow. But now, since this money is going is now going to his family, it's like, well, shit. And plus the fact that Mike is dead, right? So it's it's almost kind of like I guess life did what it was supposed to do. Alright, now here's one thing that I will say as far as like things that did jump out to me that I totally didn't believe in the documentary. When alright, first off, uh James's mom is trash as fuck. <laughs> Literally, yes, she was. And, yes, she was. And when she said she literally jumped out of bed and danced and said and he's danced. not gonna hurt she's fucking lying. Yeah, it ain't no way. Like when she said it, the way she said it was without any emotion, which led me to believe that this bitch fuck lying. Yep. She didn't say anything about moving out of the house that Michael paid for. That is it true? That he literally harmed her son for. This is true. Or how you were bragging about how you were getting wine and dine with him, and the fact that. Your kid was being hurt, just hurt you. Get the fuck out of here. You wouldn't lead with the fact that you were going to the nicest places in the world and describe them. And then if you compare that to how Wade's mom acted, no. Wade's mom was shook to the fucking core. Yeah, and and <clears throat> It was yeah, just Miss Safe Truck. She just I don't Miss uh, Trash Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what her deal was. And then I honestly, I kind of wish that they had uh, they did a little bit more background with the with the moms and when they found out and how they found out and how they felt when they found out. I kind of. Yeah, they, I hate that we can, we can get that account. They just kind of talked about their lives with Michael and how he was providing for them and all that other stuff. Well, but I, I mean, wish they would have. For, for um, Wade's mom, they they did do that. Like they okay, did. Maybe I missed that part. Yeah, they. Because remember when when Wade told his uh, brothers and his brother and sisters. I mean, brother and sister and the sister was like she was afraid that her mom would kill herself okay I must have missed that part and then Wade went to see a therapist and then he brought his mom in and then the mom saw the therapist for, 
first and then Wade came in and then he told his mom there. Like they, they touched on it. But Wade's mom's reaction was way more intense. And then Wade's older brother said that he hasn't spoken to his mom since he found out. And then Wade's wife um, banned, him from, banned her from the house. Okay, yeah, I must have missed that whole thing. <laughs> it was in the second episode toward the end. I remember, like, when they were talking about um, both James and Wade, how it had kind of affected their their marriages and their relationship or whatever. And that was the other important part, that their breaking point got to the point when they had kids. Yeah. And then with James, who I, I real deal feel sorry for, I mean, I felt sorry for both of them, but James Wade seemed like he got uh, therapy and help, and James was like, he's just struggling to hold on. Yeah. But yeah. when he was talking about how his son is getting older and he's getting closer to the age that he was when the molestation happened, mm-hmm. it was like, damn, bro. I feel so, like, that sucks. Yeah, especially to not just have a daughter, but to have a son. So you're literally looking, looking at you. at them as you. Right. And their extension of you and you don't want harm to come to you again. Like it's a deep mind fuck. And see, this is another reason why men really need to go to therapy because honestly, there's so many more men than we know that experience this kind of stuff when they're little that just never say anything to anybody and I honestly feel like that might be why so many men are so over sexual and so aggressively sexual yeah and then it's because things have happened to them is that Cooper in the back drinking water yes that nigga thirsty ain't he super thirsty um but I, I feel like there's just so many men that that go through this stuff and they just never talk about it Cooper, really? Because <laughs> I was honestly talking to a guy friend today about it, and um, he opened up to me and told me that like he was molested from seven to eleven by a babysitter. That happens a lot. Um, I was watching Kev on stage talk about it, and he was like, he was talking to his wife, and he was talking about his first sexual experience was when he was twelve with one of his one of his friend's cousins. And she was like twenty, and he said, "Like yeah, she let us like feel on her and touch her and stuff, and then all this." And then his wife was like, "Kev, that means you were molested." He's like, "No." And then he had to think about it, and was like, "Yeah, you were molested." Yeah, because you literally do not understand sexuality before puberty. Yeah, and you're not meant to. And then like. I think about some of my friends that I I know when they lost their virginity and it was to to women, grown women. Older women. Yeah. And then it's just because we were just horny little kids. We didn't think about the fact that we were getting preyed on. The only right. time we really talk about like molestation with young men 
is when it's a man. Yeah. Every other time is, I don't know if it's because of the way we've been socialized, but that's always part of it. Yeah. But yeah, this is depressing. But it's about to get a little bit funnier, even though it's a sadder situation. <laughs> One second. Um, what's going on with your boy R. Kelly? The nigga losing his mind because we y'all realizing that he guilty as hell and he doesn't have a rebuttal. He cannot stand up to any of these allegations. It's, it's eating him alive. Bruh, the fact that he was like, y'all know me. Like, nigga, yeah, we know you. That's why we ain't following yeah, we know you. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> the- Oh, I had downloaded so many soundboard things that I'm I'm including this just because I've been watching all these memes all day. This shit is funny as fuck. Like that dude is crazy. Like, <laughs> what do you think about like the picture? Like, first let's just go through. I guess the memes of it. Because this is all new. The fact that, all right, first and foremost, the fact that the interview came out this morning, but CBS, right after it recorded, decided to leak four minutes of it, which is the craziest part of it, where he's yelling and shit. Quit playing. Quit playing. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my. Life. They released that during the evening news. And it's like, yo, this nigga going to jail for real. He know it. I'm fighting for my motherfucking life. <laughs> and um Alright, so that that came out. Then the first meme that hit the internet last night was the one with with the crying R. Kelly face. Which was <laughs> so fucking funny. Is this going to replace the crying Jordan face? That was a debate on the timeline. Like, man, that might be better than the crying Jordan face. Like, especially okay. right now, because he looks, he looks ridiculous. Why would his, lo- why would his lawyer let him go on TV like that? And do that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, damn, did y'all not rehearse? <laughs> like, but I guess when you guilty. <laughs> yep. And then he just the the next meme was the one where he was like, uh, um, the next meme was when the one when he was talking about uh, <laughs> where they chopped it up. Where he was like, I'm fighting for a motherfucking life, but the one was like, that's stupid. Use your common sense. When he said that, I was like. Don't be insulting us. Right. Because we know that you are dumb as fuck. Talking about use your brain. Get out of here. You could have used your brain and realized you was doing dumb shit. And you wouldn't be in this position. Bro. And it's just the the other thing that I mean 
Like, we're making light of this. But the other thing that I did realize is R. Kelly really is entertaining as fuck. Because he <laughs> made a whole ass out of himself. And we got so many wonderful memes that we're going to use for years. Especially when that nigga go to jail. Because he going to jail. Cannot wait. So ready. The only bad thing is, well, I do like the fact that people are remixing his music to include all this shit. That way we can wash ourselves in the bullshit of R. Kelly and still joke on him. I've I've also seen a lot of self-righteous ass niggas acting like this isn't funny to make fun of R. Kelly in this situation. He's a black man in a bad situation being falsely accused. Hold up, bro. When he ain't being falsely accused of shit, he pretty much fucking admitted that those parents sent their kids to him and he's just doing what was natural, which is kind of what he alluded to when he said the thing about what mom and dad will bring their kid to me. And I was thinking the exact same shit. What mom or dad will bring their kid to R. Kelly knowing everything they know about R. Kelly. But I digress. Literally. Like that nigga is going straight to jail. Straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. He is going to jail. Period. But yeah, these think piece niggas acting like I don't find it funny, the R. Kelly thing. You better enjoy these memes like the rest of us, bro. <laughs> like this nigga is scared to death he's going to jail. And rightfully so. And I know that's not going to make peace with all these kids, uh, parents or people that he's victimized. But the idea that the abuser is a scared, is afraid of being abused by other people is fucking wonderful. Also, Gail King is bae. Gail Ben that bitch. Gail Ben King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gail Ben King. <laughs> Hashtag. I literally just posted a fucking meme on my story of Gail sitting there while I, you probably saw it. R. Kelly is like up in the air with his hand flying up and she's just sitting there. Like, somebody I'll... on Twitter said somebody on Twitter was like she needs to bottle that pee that she has and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking true if you could just bottle unbotheredness yep. Gail King is the one who you got it from because the way that she looks in this meme while R. Kelly is literally losing his shit is just so unbothered and I love it bro can you imagine like I'm thinking about this as a man if I'm angry as fuck and I'm dating Gail King just the level of her just being like not being bothered at all and the way she said Robert is what made this shit so fucking funny. <laughs> Robert? Like he a little ass boy. <laughs> like, and then she definitely had the I wish this nigga would. Gail King would have beat the fuck out of R. Kelly. And that shit would have been classic. I mean, she took the high road by looking like a bad bitch in the presence of a crazy nigga. But if Gail King had beat the fuck out of R. Kelly, who amongst us would have been upset by that? 
Like, I mean, really, just like, wouldn't you kind of want to see that shit? Yep. So would. But yo, that that nigga R. Kelly scared as fuck, and that shit is funny as fuck. He knows that he's guilty as fuck, and there's just nothing he can do than other than say like, I did not do. Why would I do this? Why would I do this? My yes, fa- R. Kelly, that's that's what we're trying to figure out too, nigga. Is why would you do this? But <laughs> honestly, we know why, and it's because you were abused as a child sexually too. The funniest part of it is the me are the memes where people are like, R. Kelly just gave an interview just like any guilty ass nigga of cheating. Acting like he ain't cheating. Well we know he's fucking doing it. We know. We did we got so much proof. We have so much We have all the receipts. It just you had a six part documentary come out two months ago of all this shit and he's like, I don't think I should the past should be brought up. That's double jeopardy to me. That's not what double jeopardy means, nigga. Yeah, that's what he kept saying too. Is like y'all bringing this stuff back up from my way, way past. I'm like the past. It's relevant. The past is the past. Excuse me. The past is the past. I'm sorry. You did this shit. It don't matter how long ago it was. You did this shit as a grown ass man to these children who were underage. Period. period. You were grown and that did not. You were grown and they were not. Period. It don't matter how long ago it was. Right. And then, like, he was justified to be like, I grew up with a lot of guys who had uh, five, six women around. They, I just, they just thought that was cool. Are you describing the pimps that were that were uh, sex trafficking people, Robert? Hmm. You dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've been accused of. Like this nigga, yeah. this nigga um, dumb, bro. I'm so ready for them to go ahead and lock his ass up. Okay. Um, I guess we eat this one about the Spain part shit. Yeah, so the motherfucking Spain Park kids, I guess which, they were partying. Which, if you don't know, Spain Park is in Birmingham. Uh, in, yeah, in Birmingham, Spain Park High School, and also some of the kids went to Hoover High School in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it was just a video of these kids that were, I don't know if they were at a party or they just had a little get-together. It looked like they were drinking. Wasn't there, there like a beer in one of the guy's hands? The one that was standing up? I know he had a solo cup in his hand. So, I mean. Okay. Um. Anyway, it looked like they were all just drinking. Basically, you know, doing regular dumb teenager shit. But then what they were talking about was um, they brought up Jews and how... Um, what were they saying about Jews? They pretty much like, like Jews run the world and other terrible anti-Semitic shit. Right, like basically saying that there was no reason for Jews and this, that, and the other. And they should bring um, back genocide, like the Holocaust and a whole bunch yeah, of Yeah, saying, saying that they needed to get rid of all the niggers. <laughs> and then the girl went back and said, no, we shouldn't get rid of the niggers because they play football and they, they play rap football for us. For, 
and they rap for us and we pay them. That's what I hated that. And we pay them. I'm like, bitch, who the fuck are you paying to do anything? Right. You got rappers and football players on your payroll? I mean, like, she get she the might, fuck out of here. She might be fucking a couple of them now. <laughs> but the thing that <laughs> true. <laughs> wow. That isn't that always the irony of it all. Yep. Um the thing that is just even more terrible is her dad's apology the next day. Yeah. Like he was like, Oh, we don't tolerate racism and like he pretty much made it like almost like it was a slip up. Like, no, it's a slip up if you say something somewhat offensive or something that somebody might deem offensive. If you talking about killing niggas and Jews, you want some other shit. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm sorry, that's a hate crime. <laughs> right. And then plus, that's the story of both of our collective peoples. Both black people and Jewish people have been persecuted and killed. Not where you it's a one-off thing. You can point to slavery and the Holocaust. Like, and you don't joke about that. Nope. Especially in the but, way that, um, that they were saying it. Yeah. Like, it was, and listen, and I'm going to say this all throughout my life. White people, we know y'all say nigga. Like, I didn't heard it. I didn't seen text messages. We know y'all say nigga amongst y'all's friends, but damn, to really be out here saying the hard, the hard ER, like, geez, Whoa. y'all really hate us. Like, yeah. wow. But that damn, I didn't, what I didn't like about the apology, what I hate about all these kinds of apologies that come after the fact um, is the whole, we didn't raise her to have racist views and this, that, and the other. I'm like, no one is ever going to come out and admit that they raised in anybody to have racist views. Right. So, and then you plus, saying that is just. And then, plus, people act like it's just like they sat their kids down one day and was like, all right, here's the racism speech. This is how you hate <laughs> black people. This is right. why you should hate Jewish people. It's thing. She got that shit from somewhere. Yeah. And it's been added on since the beginning of when that girl was born. It's been everybody adds their little piece to it and it builds a monster. That's it. She picked it up at home and she got comfortable because there were other kids who picked it up from home. And they talked and she, about it. And they had that was their common ground. And here they were talking about element. it. But somebody somebody just decided to be stupid enough to record that shit and post it. I do want to give a shout out to that dumb motherfucker though. Shout out, homie. <laughs> Thank you for being dumb. Thank you for ruining all your friends' lives. It's Thank all for our for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like how mad would you be if you like you just wilding with your niggas <laughs> and then one of these dumb fucks decides to put that shit out and right. the video like first off, who doesn't cut the video off when you hear nigger? <laughs> Exactly. Like you just you just let the shit keep going and what's telling me about it is like you let it keep going because either you were comfortable with hearing this language or you really thought that you were getting some good footage. I mean he did get some good footage in his in his defense. It just wasn't the footage he was trying to get. 
And it, it doesn't help his hit that his reaction was just laughing at it and not trying to correct them. Like, it'd be different if he was trying to correct them, but it's like, you know better than them because all you're doing is laughing. You think this shit is funny. And plus, if he had corrected them and got it on video, he would have been a hero. He really would have. He would have gone viral. Guy corrects his uh, racist friends. They would invite that nigga to the cookout. Everything. Because, you know, it don't take shit for us to invite a white person to a cookout. Like somebody made the point. They were like, we were ready to get uh Travante what's his name? The nigga from Moonlight. And uh Travante Rhodes. Yeah. We were ready to get him out of uh out the paint for acting like he was fucking Sandra Bullock on Bird Box. But Captain America <laughs> helped Regina King on the stage and we were ready to get this nigga uh a black pass. Yeah. He don't take shit. <laughs> Now, what do you think about, like, I've been seeing a lot of people trolling lately. Like, a lot of black women trolling lately, which I think is funny. Because they're doing good, and they getting these sensitive-ass niggas in their feelings. <laughs> like, that girl who's, who posted, uh, here here's my essay about why I think black guys who mostly date white girls are just as bad as white, and then just stopped. Yo... Them niggas were in her mentions <laughs> so fucking bad. I'm dead. And I was like, that's not right. And then she was just dying laughing. And I'm just like, yo, why would you do that? Who's petty enough just to be like, yo, let me piss off all these niggas right quick. <laughs> and then, of course, they were saying problematic, dumbass shit in it, too. Proving her point. Hmm. I'm just, I'm just still looking at these R. Kelly memes. <laughs> Let me see. It is ridiculous. He got this nigga. He got up out of his fucking seat. It was big boy man. These facial expressions. Ooh. Ooh. Let me see what what's my favorite R. Kelly meme. It says, my mom helping me with homework. That's stupid. Use your common sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all I got. That was the main two things that I wanted wanted to touch on. I think we did a good deep dive on the Michael Jackson thing that didn't get too graphic also, which was my other mm. worry. Yeah. Because I know everybody is dealing with different things going on. I ain't trying to trigger nobody. Yeah. But. Shit was different. Really, it's so weird because I like, when I talked to you this morning, it was the Oprah thing that really like I was literally shaking my head at the stuff that she was saying to them, and I forgot what all she was saying. I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't watch the Oprah thing, but some people talked about, of course, that Oprah. I never really thought about this, but Oprah is the most famous uh, survival survivor of sexual assault. Yeah, which you never really think about it in those terms, but she has talked about it so much and focused on it, and. 
going the layers and the knowledge of it that yeah she like she's an amazing woman and then for her to put her name on it it gives it a little bit more uh viability I guess yeah being molested or taken advantage of or abused makes you feel and how it makes you think and how how you don't really see that anything's wrong until you're out of it and when you're older right and you can properly assess what's going on mm-hmm. like you can see it through the eyes of an adult you're not looking at it from the eyes of a kid Like, yep. That, um, like that situation hasn't happened to me as a child, but it's been other situations that I've looked at as an adult, and I'm like, wow, that was really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 literally like you you honestly kind of just start thinking that it's just a part of life. Yeah, and it's just like the way we're talking about men. Like you just you just think it's normal that you start having sex at twelve. With a yeah. uh, with an adult, that's so not normal, <laughs> right? And it's gotta affect you in some kind of way. Yeah, I may edit some more to this, and I'll make it try to sound all pretty and shit, <laughs> or I may just do okay. it just raw Wu Tang style, real rap raw. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. <laughs>